You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome everybody into the postgame pod, Lions and Broncos today on a Sunday, December 22nd. Into Monday, December 23rd, Locked On Podcast Network, Matt Derry with you. Denver wins today, 27-17. Good news. If you're a Lions fan, if you're a draft fan, let's be honest here. What would this what would this team winning these games right now really mean for this team? Absolutely nothing. And today with the loss and a couple other things going on, including Miami winning, the Lions have indeed moved up into the number three spot in the draft. Cincinnati today clinching the number one spot for the uh, April draft, but the Lions have a chance to be picking second. It's possible if Washington beats Dallas next week and the Lions, now at 3-11-1, lose at home to Green Bay. Giants won today. Miami won today. Arizona looks like they're going to win today as they lead Seattle in the fourth quarter. But today also on the postgame pod, we'll talk about what we saw as Denver wins 27-17. Lions held a 10-0 lead in this game in the second quarter and a 17-13 lead in the third quarter of this game. But again, you know, Lions couldn't protect David Blau. He was sacked four times. He's not very good as a third-string quarterback. Lions defensive line, uh, we, we, ripped the, we ripped the offensive line. The defensive line also uh, uh, today couldn't get to the quarterback as Drew Locke threw for 192 yards and a touchdown. Was not sacked once today. Had a passer rating of 99.6. Denver's not very good. But... They were good enough today to beat the Lions. Their run game was very good in the second half, led by Phillip Lindsay, whose 27-yard touchdown run in the fourth put the game away. And the Broncos improved to 6-9 with a 27-17 win. With this loss today, the Lions have now lost eight straight games and 11 of their last 12. This was once a 2-0-1 football team that now sits at 3-11-1. But again, good news, there's a chance, folks. There's a chance come next week if somehow Washington can knock off Dallas and the Cowboys, they look they look burnt and toast. The Lions could be picking second, which would mean Chase Young. Isn't Cincinnati taking Joe Burrow at number one? I mean, this this would be fantastic. And today, you kind of got what you wanted if you're a Lions fan. Now, again, I understand. There are some of you that watch the team and root for them to win. I understand it. I get it. I'm not going to chastise you. I'm not. As a Cleveland Indians fan, I'm somebody that when I watch my team play meaningless games in September, and that's a rarity lately, but I've seen it, including this past year, I root for them to win no matter what. Not about draft position. And I know draft position is a lot different in baseball than it is in the NFL. But it is so key in the National Football League to be able to move up and, and be as as high up as you can be. And we saw this last year when the Lions somehow beat the Packers at Lambeau Field in Week 17 in a meaningless game and moved down to eight and lost out on some very good defensive players and ended up drafting drafting T.J. Hawkinson. So we'll talk about that. We'll get into what we saw today, what I saw today. We'll hand out some game balls because there were some guys that gave good efforts today. Uh, on Johnson came back today, carried the ball ten times. Um, I'll say this about on. I learned nothing by watching him play today, and I thought it was a stupid move to play him. Now, give him credit. Guy came back and rehabbed back from knee injury, from knee surgery, and wanted to be out there with his teammates. That's a good teammate. That's a tough guy. 
But with all the knee injuries that he's had going back to Auburn and everything else, I just thought it was a risk. Thank goodness. Thank goodness he did not get hurt today. But he finished with 10 carries, 42 yards. This was a real blah game. I mean, you know, Jamal Agnew had a very cool punt return for a touchdown today. And I say very cool because he's, he's, he's electric. He's a keeper when it comes to the return game. 64-yard punt return today. Also had a kick return earlier in the year, if you recall. So pretty good season for Jamal Agnew, who had been banged up as of late. Uh, came back. I was even. I almost even forgot he was still on the team. Came back today and, um, you know, and, and performed with that with that return to put the Lions up ten nothing. But it was only a matter of time before this defense wilted. Before the Broncos were able to get their ground game going with uh, the likes of Philip Lindsay, who rushed for 109 yards today, 5.7 yards a carry. Royce Freeman with 28. The Broncos outrushed the Lions today, 150 to 96. And that's really been a lot of that has been the story of the season. Damon Snacks Harrison, who, of course, uh, received a contract extension from Bob Quinn, a rarity from the maestro, and will make $12 million next season. Snacks Harrison just doesn't do much. He had an immense impact on this team at the, in the second half of last season when he was traded for the, uh, from the Giants for a fifth-round pick. This year has been a different story. He's been a non-factor. And today, just like uh, in previous weeks, um, you know, Snacks Harrison did not do much. One solo tackle, five tackles on the day. Lions today were led in tackles by Jalen Reeves Mabin, who had a, a tackle for loss, nine tackles, six solo. Um, you know, Blau had some throws today that were decent. That deep ball to Galladay that Kenny jumped up and, and ended up dropping today. Uh, wasn't bad, but he's a number three quarterback for a reason. He stares down receivers. He holds the ball too long. That was one of the reasons why the Broncos had the four sacks. Denver just wore the Lions down. And on a couple of their second-half drives, which resulted in points, they got very creative with their play calling. They had that fullback a dive play that turned into a pitchback, um, an option play, which was pretty impressive. Cortland Sutton didn't exactly get loose against Darius Slay today. Just five catches for 41 yards. you got to give Slay some credit. Um, but all in all, it was your, your basic road game for the Lions where, you know, uh, they, they just they weren't as good as the opponent. The officials didn't help at all. A terrible call on Steve Longa, who was blocked into the punt returner who ran out of bounds. And, and Longa, he had to crush into the uh, smash into the, to the return man because he got blocked into him. And they, re- and they took a look at it, they, they talked for a while, and they kept the call there. Then at the end of the game, not that it would have mattered, Galladay makes a great catch, kind of in a catcher's crouch position. The ball does not hit the ground clearly as a catch. You hear Kevin Harlan, and I think it was Rich Gannon, doing the game today. And they're like, oh, that's a great catch. And they review it up at the booth. It was a booth review. It was under two minutes. And they come back and say, nope, play calls a stand and uh, plays. Uh, play was reviewed, the call will stand, incomplete pass. One of the stupidest things you'll ever see. And uh, look, the officials didn't cost the Lions the game today, but those were just two calls where the officials just are clueless. They go to Gene Steratore back in New York. I love Gene. I've met Gene. He he, he refs some college basketball games uh, that that I called for, for Oakland and Eastern. And even Gene's like, that's a catch for Galladay. And for some of you that have Galladay like on your fantasy team and you lose by a point in the Super Bowl, it's unbelievable. So, 
you know, the officiating is terrible. But the Lions are terrible. And today was just one of those games where they couldn't score enough points. They were tied at the half 10-10. They, they probably could have had more. Um, but again, you know, Blau staring down receivers. They can't consistently run the football. And they went to carry on Johnson and they gave him an opportunity. I get that. But to me right now, when, when, when you watch this team, the best back that they have right now is Bo Scarborough. And Carryon Johnson's a second-round pick. He's had some flashes. He's played well at times. He's a good player. But I really like what I see from Bo Scarborough, the 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 you know seventh former seventh-round pick of Dallas. That to me, every time he touches the ball, he carries people with him. He's just a north-south tough guy. Yeah, Carryon's got more moves. Carryon's a better receiver out of the backfield. But I like Bo Scarborough. Today, he touched the ball eight times for 34 yards, had a long of 18. Again, Carrion had 10 carries for 42 yards and a long of eight. So we'll, we'll see what goes on for next year. I'm sure Carrion and Bo will play next week against the Packers. Green Bay will play the Monday night game tomorrow in Minnesota. So the game may end up having some meaning for the Packers. We'll see. But, you know, I, I just... These last two games, these last three games, this is awful. You know, the Lions gave efforts. Not it wasn't that. They're just not good enough. And now they're very banged up. A lot of guys out. A lot of guys injured. So you get that. Um, but it just was not another. It was just another meh performance from the Lions. They're they're not very good. And they obviously seen Matthew Stafford back and everything else. All right, game balls next, and also an observation that I made today about tight ends that many of you are upset about, and I'll read some of the um, uh, tweets about it at Dairy Speaks on Twitter and also the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. We'll do that next. 27-17 Broncos over the Lions today. The postgame pod rolls on right here on Locked on Lions. Welcome back to the program here. Broncos win 27-17. Drew Locke, a touchdown pass today to Deshaun Hamilton uh, on a little um, uh, jet sweep. Lions today got a punt return from Jamal Agnew and a touchdown grab by Kenny Galladay. Really nice play. Nice play design, actually, too, by Daryl Bevel. You want to rip on the coaching staff. You want to talk about Pasquale only losing his job, which he likely will, and the changes that are going to be made. We know Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn will be back. Uh, Daryl Bevel, at times, dials some things up that are creative. And it was that one drive in the third quarter where the Lions went 80 yards on 11 plays, and it culminated in a nice, you know, kind of receiver screen, kind of a bubble screen, blow to Galladay, reached over for the touchdown. Kenny Galladay has had a tremendous season for the Lions, over 1,000 yards receiving, career highs and receptions. He's a really good football player, and he's a guy that the Lions need to extend and keep for a very, very long time. Um, other than him today, six catches for 66 yards. The next highest receiver was Danny Amendola, two catches for 21 yards. Hey, Jesse James caught a first down today. One catch for 12 yards, targeted once. Think about what the Lions have done in terms of spending money and spending assets on tight ends. They gave Jesse James, a free agent, a five-year contract. They uh, drafted T.J. Hawkinson number eight overall. Number eight overall. And I tweeted this out earlier today, and uh, I've received a lot of 
you know, backlash about this, but I said, so Patricia told the TV crew last night that his interior defensive line hasn't been effective enough rushing the passer all year. Sure glad his buddy drafted a tight end over Ed Oliver. And many of you have tweeted back to me upset because Ed Oliver hasn't been some world beater and everything else. We'll read some of those in a second. But the comments that were made by the TV guys today when they met with Patricia was they feel like the edge guys aren't getting a lot of help and that there's a reason Trey Flowers and Devon Kennard and Romeo Okwara are not getting to the quarterback. It's because the guys on the interior aren't getting there either and opening up lanes for them. So again, I asked the question as you watch these games today and you see Noah Fant making plays for the Broncos as a tight end, you see Dallas Goddard making plays for Philadelphia as a tight end. The games on Saturday featured numerous tight ends, Lacoste from the Patriots, all of these guys that were not first round picks, some third round picks, some undrafted. And they're all better than TJ Hawkinson. Now, is that unfair to label Hawkinson as a disappointment after one season? Sure, it's not the kid's fault. He was drafted number eight. He had a concussion this year, and he ended up the season with ankle surgery. But when he was on the field, he was a non-factor other than week one. And when you're the Lions in year four of a general manager, claiming that nine and seven isn't good enough, your top ten pick has to be a stud. He's got to be a high-impact player, not a developmental tight end. Ed Oliver has had his flashes. All right, He was defensive rookie of the week one week for the Bills. He gets to the quarterback. He hasn't been a star. He doesn't play every down. I get that. So the people that are saying, you know, Mama's Boy on Twitter, judging a draft pick after half a season on the field is pretty stupid. If TJ has 10 touchdowns and 1,000 yards next year, is it still a bad pick? Um, you know, um, Darko Jenseski says drafting Oliver would have solved all the issues. Oliver's not even a starter in Buffalo. I understand that, but he's more of an imp- he makes more of an impact than TJ Hawkinson has. Ed Oliver was drafted number nine by Buffalo. They have a ton of D linemen. Now, I get it. Deshaun Hand's been hurt. Ashawn Robinson's been hurt. The Lions have had a lot of guys along that defensive line that have been out. Mike Daniels banged up. So maybe the Lions didn't look up and say, we need to add another defensive tackle at number eight. But see, Ed Oliver's making more of an impact. Devin Bush is making more of an impact at more of a position of need, linebacker, than TJ Hawkinson is. So, you know, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. There are some positives. Darius Slay had a good game again today. He did. All right. Tracy Walker is a good football player. I like Bo Scarborough. Kenny Galladay solid. But when you're sitting here at 3-11-1 and, and you guys are chastising me on Twitter, you don't take Hawkinson at number eight. You don't. Yeah, he was great during training camp. Oh, this guy's a beast. You know, preseason, week one, he lit up the Cardinals. What's he done since week one? We shouldn't have to ask that question. We're talking about a a program here that just wastes first and second round picks. Bob Quinn has had four first round picks. How many of them are studs? Studs. Maybe Ragnow. I like Frank Ragnow. The Lions don't run the football. 
So none of their offensive linemen get mentioned for the Pro Bowl. They're not even third, fourth, fifth alternates. Taylor Decker, is he a stud? No. Jared Davis? Hell no. TJ Hawkinson? No. What about second-round picks? You want to go through those? Sean Robinson, is he a stud? He might not even be here next year. Tease Tabor? <laughs> not even on the team. Carryon Johnson? He's not bad. Jelani Tavai, who got hurt today, injured his shoulders, not going to play next week. He's fine. But we're not talking about high-impact guys. And in the first and second rounds, the good organizations, the ones that are winning, the ones that are in the playoffs, they got studs. They got studs. You know, you watch Denver today. Von Miller, that's a stud. The Lions are going to have a top three, maybe, pick. They can't mess this up. The chase for Chase Young may, may happen. You can't tell me Washington may not win next week against Dallas. Dallas is a mess. It's possible. Anything's possible. And I don't think the Lions are going to beat the Packers. All right, some game balls from today. Broncos win 27-17. to 17. Uh, Number one, Darius Slay gets a game ball. He had two passes defended. He played a heck of a game against Cortland Sutton, and I know Sutton got him a couple times. But Sutton's been a stud all season for the Broncos. A 1,000-yard receiver was held to 41 yards today. Targeted 10 times. Caught five passes with a long of 15. Darius Slay came to play today. He gets a game ball from me. Kenny Galladay gets one as well. Continues to shine. Should have had seven catches today. Was robbed of that. Um, You got to give one to Jamal Agnew for the punt return. 64-yard touchdown to put the Lions up 10-0. He's a keeper. Jamal Agnew is a guy that, to me, I I would want to see him on offense once in a while, too, to give the other team a, a bit of a scare. Jet sweep with Agnew. Bubble screen with Agnew. Something. All right, He's a good football player. He's a good return man. So I would give Jamal Agnew a game ball as well. That's about it. You know, the Broncos ran the ball down their throats. Again, um, Drew Locke had all day to throw, which is a, not a surprise. You know, Trey Flowers, five tackles. I mean, come on now. million a year. And Trey Flowers' numbers don't exactly jump off the page. They don't. And again, that's on Bob Quinn. So we'll get more into it this week. I'm going to have shows for you Monday and Tuesday. Then I'm going on vacation and I'll be gone until January 2nd. So I will not be with you for a post-game pod um, next week. Thank you guys, everybody, for listening, for writing in on Facebook, the tweets, uh, my email, DairySpeaks at Gmail. Anytime you want to hit me up, I appreciate your guys for listening. This has been a rough, rough season. And it, and I, I just, I wish I had confidence in this group, in ownership, in Quinn and Patricia to tell you this is going to turn around. I just don't. Getting Matthew Stafford back is going to be huge. These people out there saying trade Matthew Stafford and really revamp this thing, uh, that's ridiculous. You're not doing that. Matthew Stafford's not not old. Matthew Stafford is hopefully uh, gets healthy. Best move the Lions made all year was putting him on injured reserve last week. You're not trading Matthew Stafford. There's some pieces here. 
they could somehow get Amendola to come back. There's some pieces here. This isn't the worst roster in football, but it's flawed. And there's some players on this team that they need to they need they need to cut ties with and bring better players in. Jared Davis being one of them. That's just the way it goes. There's got to be there's got to be some guys that they need to go out and get and address some spots, especially on defense. You know, they gave Romeo Okwara some decent chunk of change this offseason. And when I see him on the field walking around at number 95, and I he doesn't make any plays. None. Last year he made plays. Maybe because it was a contract year. I don't know. But it's incredible how many guys don't make plays. They traded Quandre Diggs to give Will Harris playing time. Will Harris wasn't on the field much today. Tavon Wilson was. So then what, when, why are you trading Diggs? Oh, we think we're good with Will Harris. What's he shown? He doesn't step in front of a pass. When do the Lions ever pick off a pass? Ever. Like interceptions. I'm trying to remember the last interception the Lions. It's been a while. 27-17 Broncos of the Lions. This has been your Locked on Lions postgame podcast for today. Sunday, December 22nd. We'll talk again tomorrow.